Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is sponsored by Locker Room, the live audio-only sports talk platform. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time by downloading the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, March 26th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at Talkin' Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and subscribe to the podcast. You can go leave me a review if you want. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio.com, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That's at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, happy Friday. Thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I already put out a post-game podcast late last night that was with Armando Velez from Locked On Panthers. Be sure to go and check that conversation out if you haven't already. It's always a good and fun chat with Armando. And it was fun to finally discuss the Hawks coming out on the winning end as last night they beat the Panthers 3 to nothing behind a 41-save shutout from rookie goaltender Kevin Lankinen, a big... I can't even put it into words how big it was. A a big two-game sweep back at the UC for the Hawks. Much needed after that tough little six-game road trip where they, they came out with just two points. So, you know, with that happening, things started to tighten up in the Discover NHL Central Division. Not a whole lot of points separating the fourth-seeded Hawks, and the fifth-seeded Columbus Blue Jackets. Even the Nashville Predators, the Blackhawks' next opponent this upcoming weekend, is starting to have a little bit of a random push here. They have 33 points now, just four back of Chicago. So a big couple of victories back at home over Florida this week, and it wouldn't have been possible had it not been for Kevin Lankinen's play in net. Heading into this series, I mean... He had not exactly been at his best. His last six starts before Florida on Tuesday, he had a 1-4-1 record with 22 goals allowed. The 22 goals, a bit under four per game, not horrible. You know, the defense definitely didn't do him any favors during that stretch either. But beyond the numbers, Lanky overall just didn't look like the same goalie that he was early on in the season, uh, hitting a little bit of a rookie schneid, which is common, not unheard of by any means by first-year players, but as a result of those little hiccups or struggles, whatever you want to call them, there were starting to be some questions again surrounding the team about what's going on with the goaltender position. However, in this series, Lankanen put all of those questions to rest once again. On Tuesday, you know, he wasn't tested all that often through the opening 40 minutes, but down the stretch in that third period, he was lights out to keep the Hawks ahead in the final minutes of that game. And then last night, my oh my, that might have been his top performance of the season. And 
that's really saying something because we know how good this kid is when he's on his A game. And last night, he had it. Like I said, it might have been his most stellar outing of his rookie campaign. Stopped all 41 shots faced from Florida. And a couple of those were just tremendous saves. One in particular that stands out was uh, the save he had on Owen Tippett while the Hawks were shorthanded. Tippett basically had an open net corralling a rebound, kind of a skirmish going on in front of the Hawks net, but Lankinen somehow managed to get the pad on the shot. And then also there was uh, there was that 3-on-0 for Florida last night, you know, you don't see those kind of rushes too often. Even a 2-on-0 is pretty rare, let alone a 3-on-0, but uh, Huberto and the Panthers, I don't know, um, Eddie Olchek and Pat Foley were saying they got kind of cute. I don't know. I thought it was the right move. I mean, they got to Huberto. He made his move to the backhand. There was some room there if he elevated, but he didn't, and Lincoln had shut it down uh, as he did for the entire Florida team for uh, throughout the rest of the contest. You know, the Panthers, they were firing the kitchen sink at him. I talked about this with Armando last night. 73 shot attempts from Florida last night, but not a single one found the back of the net. And Obviously, hearing that, you know it wasn't the prettiest game for the Blackhawks. Don't go and look at the analytics because they were horrible. And the Hawks were nearly doubled up in shots on goal. They were outshot 41-21. to The only reason they weren't is because Brandon Hagel got the empty netter. Um, but when you get good goaltending, you always have a chance in every game. And I really just think that was the difference in this series versus the one a, a week, a week and a half ago. You know, in this series, the Hawks still weren't tremendous defensively. They gave Florida their chances, 41 shots on goal last night. Um, but they only beat Lankin in uh, <clears throat> total. They only beat Lankin in twice in two games, both of those obviously coming in the first. And when that happens, two goals allowed in two games, you know, it's going to be tough to come away with two points. So got to give credit to Kevin Lankinen for finding his game here in this series against the Florida Panthers. And hopefully he'll be able to keep it up because the games are, are just going to keep getting more and more meaningful for the Blackhawks down the stretch. Only 22 games left in the 2021 regular season as the Blackhawks now sport a 16-13-5 record following last night's 3-0 shutout win. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are my first thoughts on the Blackhawks sweeping the Florida Panthers to start their six-game homestand. Coming up in just a minute, I will talk about a couple of other key takeaways for Chicago from last night's contest. But first, I need to talk quickly about Locker Room, the live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and free to use. With Locker Room, you can start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and trades. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store. You can create a profile and link your Twitter to join a group, and you'll be able to share your spiciest takes with the rest of the world. So be sure to check out Locker Room for free to be a part of the best audio-only social media platform for sports fans. I also need to talk about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar on the market that we have been talking about for some time now. Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, and high-fiber protein bar that is made out of 100% chocolate. And right now is the time to find out which Built Bar flavor is the best because it is Built Bar Madness, a full-on bracket with each and every Built Bar flavor to find out which one is the best. So be sure to check that out by going to BuiltBar.com 
or you can also check out Built Bar on Twitter at Built underscore Bar. And don't forget about the Lockdown Podcast Network's exclusive promo code, which is LOCKED15, one word LOCKED with a capital L and then the number 15 to get 15% off your next order. One more time, that's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And be sure to check back to see who won today's matchup and who will be crowned the best-tasting protein bar. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I just finished up sharing some of my initial thoughts on the Blackhawks' 3 nothing win last night over the Florida Panthers. Moving on now, I also wanted to be sure to discuss a couple of other things that the Hawks did well last night in order to come out with the victory. A big two points last night against Florida to sweep the two-game series. First, I thought the Hawks' PK was pretty solid for the most part. Obviously, the goaltender bailed them out a couple times, but they kept Florida limited in terms of how many opportunity, how many grade-A opportunities they got. And to finish things off, the Hawks, I mean, they finished 6-for-6 six six last night against the, uh, against the Panthers while shorthanded. And coming into Thursday, the Hawks were ranked 28th in the NHL at 72% on their penalty kill. Only the New Jersey Devils, Detroit Red Wings, and Nashville Predators had been worse while shorthanded. Uh, I know Barkov was out again last night. That definitely played a part in the Hawks' success shorthand, while they were shorthanded too, I'm sure, but... Just getting back to playing a grindy style of hockey and winning the special teams battle, doing doing the little things to get the job done, it gives this team such an advantage to win the game. And we saw it early on in the season, up until about a, a month ago, you know, around mid-February. Up until that point, the PK had been in the top third of, of the league for the most part. Um, and as a result of that, the Blackhawks were stringing together consecutive wins and really stepping onto the scene as legitimate postseason contenders. We were catching people's attention. Since then, of course, it's been a little bit of a struggle to to keep the puck out of their own net. And, and we've seen the losses start to pile up there quickly in March, that, that four-game losing skid and when we lost six of seven. And I think the PK problems have been a huge part of that. So, really impressed with the Hawks' penalty kill last night. Jumped them up one spot in the NHL rankings as they're now, woo, 27th at 73.6%. Another big part of the Blackhawks' success while shorthanded last night, though, uh, gotta give credit to Connor Murphy. Big shout-out to Murph Dog. Not only because today is his birthday, happy birthday, Connor, but also because he was just an absolute warrior for this team last night. He finished with... Eight shot blocks, not a typo. Murphy had eight blocks last night. Getting like three or four in a game is pretty gutsy, and <laughs> dude had double that. Uh, and he also finished with four hits in a team high, 23 minutes and 54 seconds of time on ice. 
Uh, I'm not sure how many of those blocks exactly came while the Hawks were shorthanded, but I, I saw him get at least a couple for sure. And he also made s some really solid plays to break up Florida's chances. So round of applause for Connor Murphy. 100% played like a top-pairing defenseman last night while uh, the Hawks were getting peppered by the Panthers. He, he played a part in keeping the puck out of the back of the net. Also, have to give a shout-out to the top line of DeBrinket, Suter, and Kane. As expected, Colleton stuck with those three as the top line last night, and that decision paid off nicely once again as Kane wound up with the game-winning goal. He also picked up an assist on Suter's goal. That gave the Hawks a 2-0 lead early on in the second period. Suter finds the net uh, for the second straight game, and he now has 10 goals on the season, which is... Tied for the NHL rookie lead with Minnesota's Kapril Kaprizov. So, big congrats there to, to Suter. Continues to have a solid rookie campaign. And it was a nice play by Suits there on a, a two-on-one to corral that rebound and put it home into the yawning cage. Also, Alex Dabrinkit extended his point streak to four games with the primary assist on that goal by Suter. And Dabrinkit quietly is now 16th in the NHL in points with 33 this season. Not too bad for uh, a guy who was drafted in the second round because he was too small. A really, uh, a really nice bounce back year here for the Cat. Much needed. And I thought that that top line, that trio, was very good when the Hawks did have their chances. I know they didn't have many, but... Uh, that line really was the one that was creating when the Blackhawks had things going on. And in those type of low-scoring, close-feeling games, that's when Colleton and the Blackhawks need those guys to be producing the most. And we saw what happened when Kane went on that two-game pointless streak recently. Not a whole lot of good for this team. So glad to see those guys back on top of their game lately, a big uh, big series for them at home against Florida, and that's exactly what this team will need if they have any hopes of keeping it going here in the final month, month and a half of the 2021 regular season. Alright ladies and gentlemen, there are some of my other takeaways from last night's win over Florida. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to break down whether or not young superstar Kirby Doc will return to the Blackhawks lineup this weekend against the Nashville Predators. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing, and for college basketball, it's the best time of the year. March Madness is upon us. And for those interested in other things aside from sports, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis to keep you ahead of the competition. So be sure to subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I just finished sharing some of my key takeaways from the Blackhawks 3-0 win over Florida last night. Now, before I wrap things up here on the show for the day, I wanted to be sure to take a moment to talk about Kirby Doc and his progression from wrist surgery that he underwent back in December. So, of course, most of you by now are aware that Doc has been back with the team practicing and taking some slight contact during drills and such, for the most part, looking like a full participant in practice, but he has not yet been fully cleared to return to the lineup. However, according to Pat Boyle of NBC Sports Chicago, if you were watching the Blackhawks postgame show, he stated last night that uh, Pat Boyle thinks there's a chance that Doc is back on the ice for the Hawks this weekend in their series against the Nashville Predators, which, by the way, pretty big series here because not not to go <laughs> and put out a jinx on the Blackhawks, but if the Preds somehow take both games of the series, unless one of them is an OT game, then they would be tied with the Hawks at 37 points. So a big one here for Chicago to try and kind of widen that gap between the fourth, fifth, and sixth seeds in the Discover NHL Central Division a little bit more. Um, back to Doc, though. I know this seems like a big moment in the year where Teams are starting to get their momentum. They're figuring out what kind of squad they have. The trade deadline's approaching. It's getting towards that final push. And it feels like right now would be a good time to to get an extra boost to the lineup from a guy like Doc returning. But I 100% agree with this cautious approach that the Hawks are taking right now. Colleton even said today that they they want to wait until Doc feels like he can run a guy over. That's literally the, the term and the phrase that, that Jeremy used. And, I mean, I, I personally, obviously, don't know if he's at that level yet. I haven't been there at practice and seen or talked to him and whatnot. Um, but if the Blackhawks aren't absolutely a thousand percent positive, they shouldn't be playing him. And that... that I mean, for the most part, that seems like what's happening right now. Like, I think the team realizes he's already ahead of schedule as is, and we should just be happy that there's even a chance of him playing this season because I I personally thought it was a lost cause with how the Hawks were shaping up to fair in 2021. It seemed like there would just be no reason to bring him back. But now that they are competitive, I know it's tempting to be like, let's get Doc in there and let's get... Let's get firing on all cylinders. But the last thing we want is to lose him for for even longer or um, put, you know, his upside in jeopardy just so that he can come in and, you know, while while he is going to make this team a little more fun to watch, it's going to be his first game in a while. So he might not just come back out there and uh, just kill it like everyone thinks he is. He's still a kid, um, missed a lot of time. Didn't really, um, even when he was 
schedule to play in the World Juniors. There was a lot of quarantining going on. I'm pretty sure he had a quarantine for like a whole month. So it's just been a, a weird stretch for him. So I, I think, you know, the Hawks, it, it just doesn't make sense for them to, to rush it in any reason. So I personally am not sure if Doc will be playing against Nashville this weekend, like Pat Boyle suggested, uh, Pat Boyle suggested, excuse me, but if he is, you know, then I think that's a very good sign that Kirby is fully recovered from wrist surgery and more than, more than comfortable to be out on the ice competing for the Chicago Blackhawks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Friday, March 26th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, go ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is now past the midway point, and the best way to keep track of all the news is by subscribing to Lockdown NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.